2: This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by ExpressVPN.com slash ham and by Manscaped.com promo code ham and by Ease and EaseWellness.com promo code ham and by SeatGeek promo code ham. Now to the segment. All right. um, Hey, breaking news. The 49ers play Saturday. Saturday is the Niners-Rams game, John, Saturday night. And uh, the good news is as we get into a must-win territory, although – as you were telling me. scheduled
0: all year? I get eight halves. <laughs>
2: as you were telling me, uh, must win. is a, It's not really must win. You still control your own destiny if you lose this game in terms of the division. But if you want to be the one seed, and I think we'll get to Drew after watching the Saints on Monday Night Football, you want to be the one seed, absolutely got to win on uh, Saturday night. And the good news is for the Niners, Richard Sherman practiced on Tuesday. He's back. Kawan Williams is out of the concussion protocol. He practiced on Tuesday, so he's back as well. Big deal.
0: Terrell Owens, Jerry Rice coming back too, or just those guys?
2: Kevon Barlow, Kevin Barlow. Sorry, somebody hit me on Twitter about Kevin Barlow the other day.
0: Remember a, a kind of an erect, straight-line running back who had a lot of hype? The, the Niners clearly – I was watching – Colin was talking to Peter King today, and he's like, you know, who, who's the better team, the Niners or Seattle? And I think he said what we've been saying all year. You just, I, I just need to know how healthy the Niners are. If they're healthy, they're the best team. And I think we pretty consistently see that written. Now, watching the Saints, we'll dive into them a little later. They lost like a couple D linemen for the year. Like to me, there's a big difference of when you just lose a guy for the year. I know it was talked about Quan Alexander might be able to come back for the playoff. Bro, he tore his pec. I'm not counting on him at all. He's a gone for the year to me. But when you have these hamstring injuries and like D Ford, they almost kind of leave sometimes fake optimism You know, I think D Ford's at the point now where I don't know if I'm really depending on him anymore. But Richard Sherman, who said last week by like middle of the week, he's like, I'm running 19 miles an hour on the treadmill. I'm ready to go. I think they were just cautious with him. You could make the argument, having experienced D Ford in the hamstring, again, different D Ford, a lot more injury history. Richard, who's dealt with one major injury, I feel a little more confident when he says, I feel good but it's also on the trainers and the doctors is it worth it with a hamstring injury to throw him out in this game given the implications of next week and the importance of it like you'd agree that if you're watching by the second quarter he's fucking chasing Robert Woods and then pulls up grabbing his hammy that would be pretty devastating would it not where it was like oh we just lost him for a month you'd be like oh my god yeah, I'm, and I don't well, pretend to be a doctor. I don't know, but a hamstring injury is one of those consistent injuries in all of sports. It's hard to ever truly know when you're just past the point of you know you're good. One thing Kyle said uh,
2: Tuesday, I think, was that he started um,
0: feeling better by the time he was in the locker room last week. Yeah, so so you could argue that this week was precautionary, keeping him out. Against the Falcons, I guess you could. Yeah,
2: I don't. I don't think he. he, I don't. He didn't say that, but you could argue that. I. My thought on it, John, is like I do think you need to win this game, because what I would say to you, what I would ask you, is there a big difference between he called
0: Quasi Tart day to day, right? Uh, Tart did not. Did
2: Tart practice on Tuesday?
0: No, wasn't uh, Was not going to.
2: Um. So my question is this. Is there that big of a difference between winning the division and not if you're not the one seed? In other words, winning the division is the three seed. At the end of the day, if you've got to go to to New Orleans, now you're in the NFC Championship game, so, I mean, it does matter. But at the end of the day, I would go all in on trying to be the one seed if I'm this team.
0: I do think, though, there is a big difference between being the three seed and a five or six seed because you're hosting a fucking playoff game, right?
2: But, yeah. You're saying you can still be the three seed if you lose to the Rams, but you beat the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, because if you're going to be the three seed, you're, yeah, you're still playing on opening wildcard weekend, but you're not traveling anywhere. And I understand that if you're the fifth seed, that would assume that you would win this weekend, lose next weekend. That would be the only way to guarantee that, is that you're playing a team where you're going to be favored against. It's a little different if you lose this week Then lose next week, and all of a sudden you're the sixth seed because Minnesota's won a couple games and they're the five seed, and you have to go on the road to Lambeau. (laughs) Like, I I understand that the Niners kicked the shit out of the Packers, but if I told you, like, there's a lot on the line over these next 12 days, guy. You can go from being the one seed, yeah, having a home field bye. Hell, you could go from being the two seed. Anything one or two seed is gravy. I I can't complain about that at all. But I think the difference then between the three seed and the five or six is pretty dramatic. Because if somehow you are the five, or excuse me, the six, and that game is Lambeau, it feels like it'd be more likely to be Lambeau or even Seattle could get a little nuts quickly. There are just a lot of options. I mean, there are, we, we basically know the five teams And we've talked about it over and over. And then the NFC East champion. The only sleeper is the Rams who have to win these next two games. And the Vikings would have to lose these next two games. But we'll, like if the Niners beat them, like the Rams, you're done. It's over, right? So we would know at the end of this week at the Ramp. There's only one NFC team that's still holding on for hope. And I'd say their hope is still pretty extreme. But... You know, I I don't think the Bears are just going to roll over Week 17. You, it's not. There's a big difference between the Packers are playing the Lions Week 17, who are just they're going to win that game with with Blau starting and playing the Bears. If you're Minnesota and lose this game, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But I would say that if the Rams were to win, then they get a little bit longer of a week. I don't know who they do they have Arizona Week 17. Like they would probably yeah they
2: play Arizona again.
0: So it would be a little interesting. But the Niners can just end and L.A., and put themselves into a position that I think all anyone could have asked for. If I would have told you in fucking August, Week 17, Seattle, flex a Sunday night for the one seed. I'd <laughs> be like, what? You, you, wait, you're for the one seed? That means they're in the playoffs? Yeah, they're, they, yeah, they clinch Week 15, so you're good there. Like I, I don't think anyone could ask for much more. And I've texted with a lot of people that are like, you know, not trying to be greedy or whatever, or like I, you know, it's one thing to be greedy, and obviously you want the one seed. But if you would have told every single Forty Nine er fan you're in the playoffs at the beginning of the season, if I would have told you the day of the the Jimmy Garoppolo story at at uh, I almost called it spring training training camp when he threw five straight not picks pick sixes, <laughs> like don't worry they they are a uh, they'll have a Y next to their name week fifteen they're in. You're like okay I, I I'm good. If I would have said that they were the they had the best record in the league the majority of the season, you'd be like, "Are you serious? Best record past what? Like week three? No, like they were into December. They were uh, eleven and two. You're like eleven and two? That's pretty nuts. They were eleven and two going into the Falcons game. Yeah. When you take a step back, big picture, that's a pretty quick jump to prominence, guy. And they won that Saints game that. Again, watching the Saints last night, I, I do think it's easier to comprehend how you could have a, "quote unquote" a letdown game against the Falcons. Also, when you justify it with all the guys out, but now it's you do need to rebound because yeah, you could be like, "Well, we're lucky to make the playoffs," or you're like, "Fuck it, we're this is our shot," right? Because we, we've seen it. We just saw it a couple years ago. Every single person, myself, yourself, ninety-nine percent of Eagles fans were like, you know. We we got this we got this home field bye, but Foles is starting we're just we'll be a one and done it's been it's, it was cool though we we got to be a home playoff game then they won the fucking Super Bowl so if you can get in and get a home field bye, you got a shot and I think it's also clear when they got their players on the field they don't have just have a shot like they are they're as good as anybody when the players are on the, when they're fully healthy. And when I say fully healthy, I mean, I'm not even counting the guys that have been lost for the season already. I'm just saying the guys that they still have available that can come back. Right. If Tark can come back, Sherman can come back, keep the receivers healthy, Kittle's on the field, they got a good shot. Yeah, I... It uh, doesn't mean that, that they could also be one and done. Like, it's just, that's the margin... The details, guy. No,
2: it's true. I, look, I'm just Eight saying. inches. I don't question, because I think you could say, well, given what you just said about an obvious letdown, the question is like, well, did they peak too early or was it a letdown? I, I think it's a combination of things. I think the injuries are the most relevant part of the whole thing, though. Like, one way or the other, I've seen them at their best for multiple weeks. And I think if they're healthy, they're better than Seattle. And if they're healthy, they're good enough to be the one seed, which... And and that team's good enough to beat New Orleans at home. The question is if they're beat up and they're ended up in New and they end up in New Orleans somehow. And it's just that's that's where what they could be, um, that's where what they could be comes to an end. So that's my point being. You could argue your original point, which is, would you just hold on to Sherman for another week, knowing we're in the playoffs? The key for us here is just to be as good as we can be once we're in, because we've shown. If we're healthy-ish, we can win in New Orleans. We
0: just got to be healthy for that thing. You could argue that. Has there been a season in recent memory, and part of—I mean, a huge part of this—is the Patriots being not what they've been? Where you go? How many teams could I list before you said, "Yeah, I can't see them winning the Super Bowl"? I mean, it's definitely more than five. How many
2: teams? Wait, say that again. How many teams could win the Super Bowl?
0: Oh. Yeah,
2: I, I've kept it at f- – I've gone Niners – we've gone back and forth on Seahawks, but Niners, Ravens, Chiefs, uh, Saints. Niners, Ravens, Chiefs, Saints, four. I've gone back and forth on putting the Seahawks in there. At the end the of the pa- day – pa-
0: The Patriots are going to have a home field bye, so, I mean, they are they're they only got to win two games to get to the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I mean –
0: It's not it, – we've seen crazier. I mean, it's
2: – If Seattle ends up with a one seed – Yeah, they can't I just discounted. don't – I don't watch them and think they're good enough for that, though. But if they had year. the one seed,
0: you, you'd have to you'd have to say they can do it. Um
2: I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, winning team this year. What about
0: I mean you wouldn't say Houston? No, I would just say the three AFC teams. I I, I really think there's every team that wins the uh, all five NFC teams, not counting the Eagles or the Cowboys, could win the NFC. Now, the 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 Minnesota Vikings, like Dalvin Cook's got to be playing. And I, I read something yesterday. Uh, I think Zimmer or maybe Schefter wrote that you might not see him till the playoffs, but he'll be back. He hurt his shoulder on Sunday. Like that's, I'm sorry, that's a pretty big loss. <laughs> so if he's their most important guy, but if he's playing and Thielen's healthy, Diggs is healthy, that defense, that's not just your typical like six seed guy. I mean, we've and we've seen six seeds before. Just because on a given year your your conference can be really good, do it. The, the Niners made the NFC Championship that year as a five seed. Would you the, the, put them
2: Eli's ahead done of, it twice? Would you put them ahead of Seattle?
0: Uh, well, I mean, we saw them play, and Seattle fucking kicked their ass in the second half on the Monday night a couple weeks ago. I was watching it when I was in Hawaii, so that's yeah. If the game was in Minnesota, I would like Minnesota, but if it's in Seattle again, I'm just going to take Seattle. That's where it's like I'm telling you I. I would agree. I, I see something's off about Seattle just in terms of like it's crazy how kind of limited their roster is given their success. Mm-hmm. But if they're at home, they, they are they're a valiant foe. <laughs> and and they prove it all the time. Well, it's just know?
2: and at the their quarterback just might be better than whoever you're rolling out.
0: Yeah, he's just odds are he is. So I, I I give you a home playoff game and you got Russell Wilson, I I don't think John Schneider's going into there like you know, this is going to be an uphill battle. <laughs> this is, no, we got the fucking Magic Man. He's a Magic Man. So, yeah. as long as you got the Magic Man. Now, is it hard to see Kirk Cousins ho- hoisting, like, winning the NFC? Yeah. But I, I I do think that team is really good. Like, they, they got a ton of excellent elite players. That's where the Niners, like... Sherman's one of their elite players. Even Tart this year is having a borderline, like, Pro Bowl-level season. Like, that's a big loss for in a conference that has a lot of tight ends. And just all these teams look, – look at the – just last night watching the Saints. Jared Cook, who was back from the concussion. But you, don't, you notice the Saints, like, they work the, the shit out of the middle of the field. Like, that's their honey hole. The middle – between, like, the hashes Musgrave. where they – yeah, money. his honey hole was just throwing deep bombs, right? Or like between areas in coverage. I just think Drew Brees does a lot of his work because Michael Thomas is a physical over the middle receiver and Jared Cook's an over the middle uh, tight end. Like, they, that's just where they expose you. They don't, they're not really throwing like deep bombs down the sideline, they're just killing you. Over the, like, how many times is Michael Thomas going to run a crossing route? where it's just catching it in stride for 15 yards. Well, he does it like yeah. every other
2: play. So 13 times a game, he's going to catch it. <laughs>
0: yeah. He's a beast, man.
2: So I um. So, what do we decide? You'd play Sherman this week or you wouldn't if it was up to you?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's if he's – this is where, again, like we're not doctors, putting myself in the GM or Kyle. If Richard says he's good and the trainer's like, yeah, he's good, he has no more likely – to re pull it. What are you gonna say? No, that's not the way football works really, right? Yeah, I I don't it, know hamstrings to work like that though. Right. I, I I just feel a little different about this given like what you said Kyle said. I, I don't think it was as bad of a hamstring injury as we see a lot of times. Because he was again running on the treadmill last week at nineteen. Like so they were pushing him pretty quickly. Yeah. I wonder if you said that game was the Super Bowl on Sunday, Rich Sherman's playing. Yeah. Or like I don't think I don't even think D Ford can. Like, I think his hamstring is just pulled.
2: I think there's a lot of things you could tell me Richard Sherman's hurt worth than if it was the Super Bowl he's playing.
0: But I, I also think this is a big game and if you're Richard Sherman, you're like, I work all fucking year and I've been playing well and I'm just not gonna play in this game that we need to try to get a home field buy. I want a home field buy as much as anyone. So I, I I'd expect him I think the right move is to play him if, if he's playable. Unless they said, hey, it's a 50-50 chance. I mean, something like that. Then you, it's not worth the risk. But that doesn't feel at all what this is like, does it? it no, I don't think so. It feels much closer to health I, I, than it yes, is like, yes. on the fence. Yes.
2: Especially, John, it's Tuesday and he's practicing, right?
0: I think a, I think a lot of times on the fence, teams, just the nature of the NFL, bring a guy back, and we see it a lot. Especially with receivers. Like Thielen. They're like, oh, it was give him one more week. And then, like, he's ready now. And then, first drive, oh, Thielen pulled up. You're like, well, you know, it's, I would say, even out receiver, a little different than corner. Like, Richard can keep you in front of him. I guess you still have to open the gate and run if a guy runs a go route, but a lot of people aren't running go routes on him. Like, Thielen, you have to just hit full speed as a wide receiver. There's no, like, just kind of cruise control, you know? It's like, you could play with a pulled hammy, probably as a quarterback. I, maybe not if it's on your plant leg, but if it was like 60-70% cuz you're not really running, it's hard at receiver. I mean, it's just you're just running non-stop. And clearly game action is a lot different than than the uh than practice action. Right.
2: And it's repeated. That's the other thing. It stop, take a rest, go sit down, get back up, go sprint, all that shit. It's not like basketball, you're running back and forth, so you just stay warm. Yeah, now good thing is this game's you know on the west
0: coast, but yeah, still. What's well, it's, I saw it's supposed to rain Saturday. That's not ideal. No, I mean it's been I, I don't know about you. It's been fucking freezing over here. It's cold this week.
2: It is. It has been very cold in the Bay Area. Like I
0: saw my I saw my breath yesterday. I'm like, damn, it's this is a chilly day.
2: So, I I I would play him. I just don't think they're in a position to mess around with games in that way. Um, and the other thing, I just want to know if he's if he's if he's healthy and if he's not healthy enough that he is at risk of getting hurt this week. Then to me, that's a bigger problem. Um, I just think you gotta you you've, you don't have enough warm bodies. That's the other problem. So. I'd play him and just hope you can get through it.
0: it It was a classic last night. I saw it on Twitter, like, you know, five minutes left in the third quarter. If every starter on the Saints doesn't have a ball cap on here the next series, Sean Payton's out of his mind. And I just, I didn't even have the energy to tweet. I'm like, you realize, like, Latavius Murray is the backup running back? There's not, like, three guys behind him in fucking pads. Like, he's just, he has to play. Like, okay, Michael Thomas is out. They have four wide receivers dressed. It's like, there's a reason Drew Brees doesn't really come out of the game. These guys, it's a tried and true formula now we know. Like, yank them all out! This is not basketball. Or college football. There there aren't even five new offensive linemen. It's not even possible. There are two guys in pads. So you're still going to have three starters there. And again, Latavius is the backup. They only play two guys. There's not a third player. (laughs) Like, I just... Your options are limited. Now, yeah, you could yank out a player or two like Lattimore out or Cameron Jordan out. You can't just go, entire unit, you're out. That's, that's not the way. Now, that probably needs to be changed, right? Hopefully with the new CBA, maybe you could dress like five, six, seven more players. But given the constraints right now, I, I it never ceases to amaze me how people are freaking out. Like, why are they still in the game? It's like, well, it's just this is, have you it's not, not college. watched football for 50 years?
2: <laughs> I know.
0: Trust me, these coaches would rather be able to dress 60 They can't wait for the game to, to end. No, the fuck. They, they would throw up the white flag right now.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois